this is 365 Tech by Suites. Today we are recapping CES 2018, talking about my thoughts on what people have seen as the top products coming out of this showcase. The Consumer Electronics Showcase was from Tuesday, January 9th until Friday, January 12th, 2018 in Las Vegas, Nevada. We saw a bunch of products being released there. Everything from voice products, artificial intelligence, smart dogs, smart refrigerators, televisions, everything in technology that consumers are going to be seeing, not just here in 2018, but in the next couple years, was debuted at this conference. Going to get started with the Lenovo Mirage Solo, which is the, the first self-contained VR set. It doesn't need a phone, PC, video game console. It has 64 gigabytes of memory inside and uses Google's Daydream as the operating system and also has the ability to sideload using USB as well as an internal micro SD storage. The price point is going to be $400 when it ships this summer. I think that this is going to be right around where video game consoles are. $400, that sounds like something doable, especially when you know it's a standalone system. You don't have a bunch of cables and wires. You don't have a phone that you have to put inside. You have a remote control, and you have a VR headset, which is now new. Like This is going to be the new one. So I think people are going to be interested to buy this. The price point is getting lower, more commoditized, and easier to for virtual reality to enter any household. Once we reach a critical mass of users with virtual reality, at least in the gaming space, we're going to see massive adoption from a younger audience, which is going to lead to a more, which is going to lead to a greater adoption of virtual reality in other areas of tech. Similar, want to say similar to how the computer was used, but that that totally different path with the gamers. Toyota has unveiled the E-Plat which expands upon the idea of an autonomous vehicle to include food production and delivery in addition to just delivery of items from point A to point B. When I saw this, I remembered the, the new season of Black Mirror, season four, episode three, called Crocodile, where uh, the, we see the scene is based around this murder scene, and or not a murder scene, just an accident scene used for legal or insurance purposes. And this autonomous pizza truck that drives around and both makes and delivers pizzas hits a person. So they're figuring out everything that goes into that. And I thought that concept was awesome. Immediately started to talk to my friends about it and started talking, is it possible? Would it be worth it? I absolutely think it's possible. I don't think it would be super difficult to do once you own the self-driving car and then you create your recipe so that it's small enough production that it can fit in the back of a car. Then you have a small local grocer or a small local restaurant that's able to drive around and deliver food and you have your own business while sitting in your underwear just improving either your food or the product and you're not paying any sort of employees because you just have your autonomous car both baking and delivering the food. It changes the game, the restaurant game, the food delivery game, the tech game once you have cards that are able to produce food, deliver them and then it's all software that you have to improve along with the recipe of your food. It just creates different needs and desires for the for the client that ends up buying it, but I think that's definitely the future. Cutting out unnecessary labor, improving efficiency, and overall optimizing the supply chain for for just a seamless user experience. I'm gonna group phones and laptops together because I feel to me right now they're both just optimized technologies that have existed for a long time and they're just 
we're, we're not seeing any major jumps or major advancements here, just small little improvements. So uh, for laptops, we saw the release of Dell's XPS 13 and it is the world's smallest 13 inch laptop and it's also now the world's most powerful 13 inch laptop. At a price point of $999, it includes a feature I haven't heard of called Dell Mobile Connect, which lets you wirelessly pair either operating system of smartphones, so iOS or Android. It also has an 8th generation quad Intel processor and a 13 inch screen, so you can get texts and calls um, with your wirelessly paired phone and it comes in a couple different colors and it's super thin so laptops are continuing to get thinner and more powerful so thank you Moore's Law for <laughs> making all of this possible in addition in the phone space we've got the Hawaii Mate 10 Pro which has a massive battery it supports up to three days of music playback 22 hours of video playback or 25 hours of calling I could not imagine a phone with that length of battery that was accurate my phone my phone's been getting better progressively since I got my first phone in like 7th, 8th grade, which was now about 12, 13 years ago, when that was a sliding phone with a QWERTY keyboard, and then I progressed up from that from this rudimentary touchscreen phone that barely reacted, and then from there to a Samsung Galaxy S, to the S2, through the S4, S6, and I've sticked with, stuck with the Galaxy series for a while, and def the batteries have definitely gotten better since my old text phone. And the capabilities have continued to improve too. 799 for an unlocked version of a phone doesn't sound bad either for, a pri for features like that with an awesome battery and Android operating system with, on the Hawaii platform with uh, their awesome design and camera. I don't think that'll be bad. I think it could be pretty cool. Smart TVs are always present at CES. It seems like TVs have been an area where just we've seen massive improvement, jumping in resolution, adding additional features and voice integration, adding small small little features. Seems like I honestly probably should have grouped them in with computers and phones because it's a technology that, while still improving, is making minor feature changes rather than anything innovative or groundbreaking. Going to talk a little bit about Samsung's The Wall and LG's rollable TV concept. I think that both of these are going to be cool in the commercial space. They're going to allow companies and businesses to leverage TVs and present images and digital content in ways that they weren't able to before. But the price point is just, I think, too high for any major sector of the consumer market to adopt and the concept isn't necessarily useful. Why would I need individual panels of a television screen? As a consumer, from a consumer standpoint, why would I need individual panels that construct a larger TV when I could just buy the larger TV probably at a better price and I don't need to have any sort of technical knowledge? That's my thought. Panels can all be assembled either on a wall or a ceiling and just when you put that in someone's house, I'm trying to think of what the applications for that would be. Unless it's hooked up as a smart display and I'm able to talk to it in real time and then I can change it. I could see it being the walls of my house um, or the ceiling of my bedroom. I could see this being present in my bedroom if it was assisted with the voice or some sort of artificial intelligence so that I would have dynamically generated settings and I would only love that in the bedroom. Just the bedroom is a very personal place. It's a, it's a place for me where I spend a lot of time because it's also my office. 
And if I had wall tiles, I think that would add to the experience only if it's connected through voice, because otherwise I think it would require too much difficulty for me to change whatever is being programmed on the TV. Second, the rollaway TV concept. I think it's awesome that we have bendable screens and that we're working the technology in. I'm Same thing, I'm trying to figure out how that concept is useful for people. Why would you ever need to roll up a TV and move it somewhere? If you're going on vacation, any place that you go 90% of the time has television already in it. And if it doesn't already have a television in it, I doubt that they have any of the hookups that you need in order to put it in because that place is probably outdated as crap. Rollaway TVs may prove helpful in businesses where you don't have a strong you don't have a presence in any sort of office space you're a young startup and you need to constantly move to be able to work in a bunch of co-work spaces roll up all of the things that you have at the end of the day pack up and move out would be cool it reminds me of my dad's contracting business you always have to come out unload all of your tools in the morning do your work and then at the end of the day lock them up so that nobody steals your shit if that's how it's getting to be with the software development game and we're getting to the point where we need to set up in a space such as Panera Bread, work for a day and then tear down and rollable TVs will help us communicate and collaborate better and become more efficient. That could be cool. It could be cool. I could, As I'm talking about this, I could see a little bit more application of the rollaway TV, TV than the, the, the wall. Both seem like business focused products though rather than consumer focused. In health wearables, we've got a UV sensor come out by L'Oreal, the shampoo and skincare company. They have a tiny sensor, it's battery free, includes a near field communication antenna, a temperature sensor, and a UV sensor. All of this in this tiny little chip that can store up to three months of data. And then whenever the, uh, whenever the device is held, the sensor is held close to a phone, it moves all the information onto your phone. The app's going to keep track of your exposure levels and providing tips for sun intake. This is a wearable that can actually have some health benefits to you. It can help you fight skin cancer, look at what, how your sun exposure is, and then give you feedback based off that data to help you improve your body and to live longer. I think this is a great addition to the wearables community outside of the watch space that's actually going to have some good health impacts. Thank you L'Oreal for coming out with this. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to wear it, but I think the technology itself is going to be cool to be worked in into other ways, such as hats or shirts, so that I don't even need to notice that I'm wearing it, and then it's already going to be passing that information through to my phone, so that I can get feedback without any sort of friction in my life, or any sort of, yeah, friction is, friction sucks, nobody likes it, especially not us young kids. We like things to be easy, we like to have more data, so that way we can act better by knowledge fueled by data. Philips released a smart sleep headband. The headband is just like a normal sleep band in that it wraps around your eyes and ears and helps promote sleep, but it does so using intelligence. It, it sends out a sound through the ears that is a vibration that improves, that encourages sleep, and it's able to sense your brain activity to determine what type of sleep you're currently getting and then adjust the noises as a result to, to promote better sleep depending on the cycle that you're in. I think this could be really cool. Sleep is critical for um, all humans, but right now I know it's been big in American culture. So I think people are gonna be eager to improve their sleep in any way possible. I'm trying to get the price point for the, the Philips Smart Sleep and I haven't been able to find it yet. My computer's been kind of bugging out. This is something that I could see myself getting because right if 
sleep is a time when you're not currently improving yourself. If you can change that to productive time where you're improving your sleep versus not improving your sleep, I think people are going to go with improved sleep as long as the price point isn't too high. Just because sleep impacts so many other areas of your life, having some technology that uses artificial intelligence to maximize your benefits of sleep, I think that is going to be big in 2018 because in 2018 we're going to see a massive push of consciousness um, and mindfulness. People are going to understand and we're going to see meditation become more accepted into daily practices and within company culture. And with that, sleep is going to be important too. Trying to get the best work, the best mindset that people can offer and bring to the table and how companies can foster that, it's gonna be important here in 2018. And this sleep, the smart sleep ban may be the, the path to finding that out. There's also been a couple other solutions that I've seen, such as a pair of tinted glasses that help to remove blue light and help promote you to, to start falling asleep. It's a little bit different because it's static. It doesn't change its purpose or it doesn't, it doesn't change how it reacts to the user. It's a constant orange lens, whereas this changes depending on the sleep cycle that you're in, which could be incredible. Last thing I want to talk about are smart displays, which I talked about in an entire episode earlier this week from Google. We got three different companies, LG, Sony, and Lenovo, all released smart displays powered by the Google Assistant. These are the first visual interfaces for the Google Assistant, and it's coming out in response to Alexa having their own smart displays called the Amazon Echo Show. The Assistant, the Google Assistant smart displays by the three companies all are able to leverage the Google suite of products, including Google Calendar, YouTube, Google Duo for video calls, Google Maps for directions, and Google Search for general queries to create a very cool user experience in a visual format so you can hang this small 8 or 10 inch tablet on the wall and now it's the same as you throwing in a Google Home but instead of just be giving given responses using voice you're also given visual responses so it just depending on how you want to interact with the intelligence there are now more options available and the price point does seem it's definitely higher than the assistant speakers the Google Homes well besides the Google Home Max but besides the Google Home and Google Home Mini it has a higher price point but you are getting that display with it. It's nice display. You also get some sound out of there. So you get the additional features that you're going to be paying for with that price point. Again, they're in an eight or 10 inch model and they're expected to be released later this year. If you've got any questions about the Consumer Electronics Showcase or any of the products I just talked about or any of my opinions about them, please give me a call in. I love hearing from the audience and posting your guys' clips. Otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow.